everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 516. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ranma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And Ichigo is out tonight. It seems that they're doing some construction and work at her house. And during the construction, they knocked out her interwebs. Wah, wah, wah. Well, that sucks. I know. I- I'd, be ready to- I'd be ready to kill somebody at that point. I'm like, you were paid to fix this, not knock out my interwebs. You're hurting my bread and butter, you know? Not just cause more problems, in other words. Exactly. Oh, man. Lissiedemiri, thank you for for, like, for enjoying that song. For those of you who, who generally tune in after the pre-show, uh, I usually play an anime cover song by various artists. And this week, it was, again, opening from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, sung by uh, Amelie. So check her out on YouTube. Let's see what else do we have here. So, uh, we are live tonight, week of September 21st, 2021, right here on Twitch TV. We are live here Tuesdays at 9.30 to 11 Eastern Standard Time, which will change soon enough. And you can find all of it here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And we're also part of the Voice of Geeks Network. So you can find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And uh, streaming here at uh, Twitch TV slash Network. They kick things off on Sundays at 8 p.m. Starting with the Bobby Blackwolf show. Followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9 and don't forget, we also have a Discord. So come through and hang out with us here at vognetwork.com Discord. Every ch- show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has their own channel. So come through, hang out, have a good time. It's all good in the hood. So we're going to go ahead and kick things off with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, a lot of it was work-related, obviously, hmm. and... There was also going up to Seaside Heights to see all you guys again. Well, that was definitely fun times. Yeah, that. Yeah, the food was good for the most part. I didn't. I didn't. But then again, you know, it's a lot. We had a lot less time than we normally did there, and uh, you know, it was a lot smaller than we're used to. Yeah. And I also realized. And also, yeah. you know, running around the boardwalk and all of Seaside Heights, my legs, like everything from my waist down. You know, still wants to have a nice long talk with me about my actions. But that's a good <laughs> thing, though. But yeah, other than that, it's just been getting back into work. You know, more and more people are figuring out what happened to me when I was in the hospital because they they noticed this first and foremost. <laughs> the hair. Yeah. Mm. But you know, other than that, it's just same old, same old stuff. And I totally get that. Mako-chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, not bad. Uh, work and seaside. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually only just shortly got home from uh, looking at a place tonight. Oh, yeah? 
So fingers crossed. Um, yeah. So you going for it? Um, yeah, there is another offer on it, mm-hmm. but as long as everything goes through, um, we're hoping. All right. That's what I'm talking about. That's great, man. All right, so my weekend day has been the same old, more or less, except that I've, I've been job hunting. So, you know, it's basically me going through Indeed, Career Builder, and Dice, and Craigslist. I try to make sure I send about 10 to 15 resumes out, and, and that's it. And I just leave it up to the gods willing. And as usual, I get the unsolicited uh, rem- uh, emails about my resume, like, I got a, a text about an interview with some company, and I'm just like, I don't remember sending you guys something. And I'm just like, wait, what the? F-? You know what? Whatever. And then I get a, another email for another interview. I'm like, I don't, I've never heard of you. So I'm like, this, this sounds mighty, mighty sus. Because generally, the only thing I have to worry about, and if you've thrown your email up on job boards, is getting emails from people that work for farmers, American Life Insurance. They want to recruit you to sell insurance. Insurance. Yeah. If you yeah. thought if you thought MLMs with Lulamon or whatever are bad, try MLMs with insurance. Good God Almighty, Primerica, anyone? But one of them, I'm like, I'm looking at the website, and I know it's cookie cutter and all. I'm like, you know what? Let me give it a shot. So I get up, throw on my good shirt and my tie, which you can probably see like right here. So, you know, those of you who are watching the stream and the uh, and the replay. And I put it on and I jump into the Zoom call. Evidently, I it was just us watching this one person talking about this mark the marketing company, how to look for great people to mark to do sales and marketing. And I'm like, I did not get up for nine o'clock in the morning for this shit. So I said, you know, whatever. And they leave a, a link to a survey monkey URL. So, and they're like, any, this for everyone to answer, like the top, like five people who give the best answers will advance to the next round of interviews. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. So the other company, I actually decided to Google it and I find a link off of Reddit and they're like, yeah, this is mighty sus. So I didn't even bother going to the interview. I get a text set from them saying, we missed you. We rescheduled you. I'm just like, no, thank you. And that's fine. And then I'm getting the calls from recruiters, you know, for, for job positions. And here we go. Some of these people think that Exton, Pennsylvania is right next to Brooklyn, New York. <sighs> I've had one person convince me, you know, to take a position in... um. Somewhere in Jersey, that's 20 minutes away. And I'm like, yeah, it's 20 minutes by car. That's two hours by mass transit. Not happening. And I got one for Michigan. I'm just like, are you serious? I'm like, do these people actually Google map my address and see? Or do they just keep throwing them at me? I'm just like, are you kidding me? But I will say within the last three to four days I have gotten some solid leads and I have like four interviews tomorrow and Thursday and one of them I'm kind of hoping for the, the best because because that one's paying the most 
And what's interesting is I actually contacted someone about another position. They're like, MTA. I'm just like, I don't want to go through this shit, but it is what it is. But, you know, so so here's hoping for G-Best. So that has been our weekend day. So we're getting to some housekeeping. And, oh, man, we got a lot of news to, get, to tell you all about. So as soon as this thing updates, wonderful. Okay, so this is what we got for you. Um, it's still September. That's right. It's basically the third week of September where you buy a sub, a sub a sub to our channel or you gift a sub to our channel. You save 20%. So to everybody that's been subbing to us this month and everyone who's been gifting others subs to this channel. <clears throat> excuse me. Thank you so much. You y'all guys and gals are awesome. So it is truly appreciated. So. Let's see, what else do we have here? Um, don't forget, um, episodes of Anime Jam Session are available on YouTube. Just head on over to youtube.com slash Anime Jam Session and look for the playlist uh, Podcast VODs. All of our episodes going back to the beginning of this year are available. So if you're looking for something that's past like the normal two-week period on Twitch, you can head on over and check it out. Let's see what else do we have here. Don't forget the the Vog Shop at uh pro, the Vog Network Pro Shop at vognetwork.com slash shop. There's some shirts for Orange Lounge Radio and Bobby Blackwolf. Eventually we'll get our our sh a shirt for us in there too. So we we're trying to help out and we're gonna and I'm gonna try to make sure that our pro shop gets pop, put up there too. So we gotta help everybody within our network the best we possibly can. And we also have upcoming conventions. Uh, here's a list of conventions that we will that we are pending to attend. Just understand that these conventions may change at any given time due to uh, staff availability, COVID nineteen restrictions, and so forth. Um, there's so we're looking at AAC in Massachusetts, October twenty second to the twenty fourth, DerpyCon in New Jersey from October twenty ninth to the thirty first. The Unconvention, also in New Jersey, November 12th to the 14th. And basically wrapping up our very short um, 2021 con season, Anime NYC, November 19th to the 21st at the Jacob Javits Center in New York City. And kicking things off for 2022 as of now is Zenkai Con in um, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, March 25th to the 22nd, 2022. And in reference to something that I had mentioned uh, earlier tonight, um, we are moving. That's right. We are moving. Anime Jam Session is actually moving. After being at this day and time for almost 50, like 10 plus years, we are moving. We're staying on the same day, but we're moving time slots. So we're kicking things off starting next week at 9 p.m. So, Anime Jam Session, I guess Season 9 kicks off at 9 p.m. We'll have the whole gang here, and it'll be good times. Now, the reason for the time slot change is due to the fact that NCIS is moving to, has moved to Monday nights. And for those of you who don't know, the reason why we start the show at 9.30 is because Tuesday nights, when I generally when I get out of work, I go pick up uh, Wings from B-Dubs, which I, something I mentioned about that. Excuse me. I met, I get wings from B-dubs and I come home. 
and, and I spend the time coming home up to, to nine o'clock, you know, unwinding, relaxing, eating dinner and watching NCIS. And when it's a and when it's a repeat, I usually watch. Well, I used to watch an hour wrestling till SmackDown moved to Fridays. Now, no, during uh, reruns and so forth, I watch anime. So I that's what I do. So once that's over, I, I come over to here to the command center, fire everything up and get things going. But now that NCIS has moved to Monday nights, um, there's no reason to start the show at 9.30 on Tuesdays. So we're going to start things off at 9, plus the fact that you know, two of our staffers, Mako and Ari, they, 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 they work early in the morning. And unlike them, I don't need much sleep, so starting the show earlier is a benefit for them. So, Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the main reason behind the changes. So, most likely, I think, even when we run late, we'll still be out of here before 11, hopefully. So, let's see. And last thing else. Oh, yeah. I wanted to bring this up. Um, there was an interesting YouTube comment that was placed um, on, um, on one of our videos. And I believe it is the episode... No, I don't want to upload. It's the episode where we talked about um, PoochieCon. And I have to say, so far, we got some good views on it. But it was an episode... Let's see. Is it this one? Yes. This is the episode... Um, really? It's not it? Let me go back. Uh... Yeah, well, this is it, so. Um, all right. Well, 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 the person, what the person did, they actually t- time, time stamped when we talked about certain things on the show. And I just want to say thank you to them about that, because that was that was really cool of them. I, I, I mean, I, I really appreciated that. All right, let me open it up this way and let me pause this so there's no music playing. Yes, um, someone commented um, under the name of L.E.J. Uh, basically time-coded when we talked about Poochie Khan and mentioned at certain times where they enjoyed us talking about the different rooms. And I think that person didn't even know that Poochie Khan was on the second floor. Ah. Yeah, because at timestamp forty four thirty, the, the com there's a comment that says it was great learning about the second floor. So, <laughs> and then, and that's basically. I just want to say to that person, if you're listening, thank you. We really appreciate that. So a little bit goes a long way. So. And I think I may have to stop doing episode titles as ha- as with the number sign because evidently it's becoming hashtags. So I might start doing episode then the number. So we'll see how that goes. And that's basically it, you know. And as Washi Otaku says, you guys are enabling Ranma to make changes. Rise up, co-hosts. Rise up. Yeah, they're going to rise up and support me. Then they're going to bed. So I'm going to hit the floor pretty hard. So. Yeah, it's not like they're he's doing this to screw this over. No. If you really wanted to be a dick, you'd have to start the show at 11 p.m. Who do I look like? At which point I would say, see ya. 
What, what do I look like to you, Vincent Kennedy McMahon? Not touching that one. <laughs> uh, okay, all right. It's time to get into Geek Roundtable. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we talk more about our geekier uh, week and cool stuff we want to share off. So, what's up with you, Ari? Um, this is something I bought a while ago, but I haven't gotten a chance to uh, show it off properly. Yeah. It is a uh, calligraphy set from a glass dip pen. I don't Ooh. know if you... Like, the uh, packaging has, like, the theme of, like, the Zodiac and all, so uh, yeah. I got the one that was uh, Pisces, obviously. That is nice. You... This is, like, look at how, like, thin that tip is, though. Oh, that is. I yeah, mean, it's yeah. like... It'll be a challenge for me because when I write, I like even like reflexively, just like push down like really hard on right. Like, like I've actually like like I've written on like what, what do you call it? like a quintu like quintuplicate forms, mm -hmm. and I, like even like one accidentally stuck behind it, and I still managed to write clearly even on the last page. Mm. Anyway, when you buy it, you get uh, four different like four random colors of ink with it so uh whoop, i don't know that's two of them right there and uh here's the other two they're depth these are more the dark ones i think these ones are like blue and purple okay but uh you can see the bottom of it like like the like you can tell like the the ink is supposed to be metallic okay so you shake it up like that it's it mixes up pretty well and after a little bit all, all the metallic stuff just settles at the bottom i haven't gotten a proper chance to use it yet because again i'm afraid i'm just gonna like push down on it once and like the tip's gonna just snap off and fly up you know what i mean yeah i i totally get what you mean but yeah it's uh it, it looks really nice <laughs> that's good <sighs> more deadpool swag there eh mako yeah, so uh, I want to say maybe three or four years back, <clears throat> Loot Crate did a dead crate. <laughs> and it was, for the most part, Deadpool, Walking Dead, you know, things like that. Right. Walking so, Deadpool, I get it. Yeah, so this was <laughs> an exclusive uh, Q-Fig from that Loot Crate. It is uh, Deadpool basically being ejected through explosion, um, and yeah. So I I I had to get it. It's it's Deadpool. Of course, you know you with had that pose. He looks like he's like he's like sw swinging through the air like it's Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's cute. It's you know got the full explosion and everything. Um, his swords are out. And yeah, so uh, Deadpool. He's coming at you hip thrust first. Yes. Chimichangas! And as Ron... Uh, yes, it is basically Deadpool being Deadpool. Yes, I was about to mention that. I think Ron before 21 gets 25 points for that one. So, as I said, there are benefits to having friends in Japan because they know your fandoms and when they hit 
when they go to Akihabara, you get a message at like for them it's twelve noon. For me it's one AM. Like we're in Akiba. What is there anything you're looking for? And it's like Y'all were supposed to message me two hours prior or something like that. Thankfully, I'm usually up at that time so I could tell them what I want. And I have to say to uh, Liam and Heather, thank you so much for being my designated uh, weeb enablers. So there is this one Yoshiko figure that I want, but it's like nearly $300. And every time I look at it, I'm like, eh, I don't want it. I do, but you know, but. They did find this other Yoshiko figurine that I I think I didn't even know it had came out, but it it's from but it's from one it's from the Love Life Sunshine movie, which I'm still trying to track down that damn Blu-ray. But they did take a trip to Nintendo Store Tokyo and got me a pretty awesome. Luigi towel. Check this out. Oh, hey, nice. that's pretty nice. Yep, this is really cool. It's it's basically, it's, I think it's basically a hand towel. So, and if I'm looking at it. it it's, it's kind of like a football field in a way with all the green and with like the lines, but I know it's not. But it's like, you see, like, embroidered on here, like, Yoshi's egg, the castles, and so That's forth. That's cool. Yep. And you see Luigi at the top, you know, sl sliding down the pole. So, that's pretty cool. See, something like this, if I could, I would actually frame this. But I would definitely hold on to this as something cool to keep, so... I would say, you know, if I lived in Japan and given the prices, I would buy this and use this on a regular basis, but, you know. And see, I'm not sure I want to know how much it costs having to be exported and whatnot. Well, you have, well, here's the thing. My friends are in the military, so the prices we pay for shipping stuff is the prices that they pay for shipping stuff. I do have to wait, you know, a couple of days, a few weeks or whatever, but I actually don't mind. It's like, I totally forget and it just shows up because I was expecting a, a package from another company and I go outside and I look at the box and I'm just like, I didn't know they shipped like that. And I look at the top, I'm like, oh, it's from, it's from Liam and Heather. So if they're watching or listening, thank you. Um, and, and that's it for our uh, Geek Roundtable. So now we're going to get into the normal news. Um... Ari's going to kick things off with news about Pokemon. Gotta collect them all. Uh, yeah, the Pokemon company announced on Monday that the Pokemon trading card game is getting a new free-to-play online app called Pokemon Trading Card Live for iOS, Android, PC, and Mac. Hmm. The game will be launched soon, and that is a direct quote from the website. It'll get a soft launch, an early soft launch for mobile devices in Canada and a global open beta for PC and Mac later this year. Players can add new cards by Sorry. purchasing in-game booster packs and comp competing daily quests. They can build the decks and play against others all around the world. Players can also customize avatars and accessories. As soon as I read free to play, the red flag started going up because mm. 
I just know that, yeah, people are going to be spending a whole lot of real-life money to get digital cards. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah, and uh, if, if the booster packs are pretty much, you know, at, you know, acting like loot boxes, you know, it, it'll be to have it'll have the same kind of like, you know, effect on players as like, say, FIFA or the new NBA game. Mm. But uh, also the, at the end of the article it says sales of trading cards have risen dramatically during the pandemic. eBay reported in February it saw. 142% rise in domestic trading card growth in 2020 compared to 2009, with Pokemon cards leading the category with a 574% increase. I think that's pretty cool. So, yeah, so well, people still want to play their uh, trading card games. So, will you be playing? Uh, I don't know. Like the trading card game was one of never parts of the. One of the parts of a franchise I could never get into, mm-hmm. mostly because I was and still am playing Magic. Gotcha. And well, uh, like I said, you know, a lot of re- like a lot of red flags, a lot of question marks going up with the free to play stuff. Like I gotta just, you know, be like, just got out of the tutorial, get matched up with somebody who spent like a thousand bucks on packs and whatnot, and just one turns me, you know. Like, one turn kill. Yay. Hmm. It, it, it's like the channel magic. It's like the channel magic um, channel fireball combo. Yeah, but that's like from way back in the day. But still, you know. Even combo winner seems like a distant memory nowadays. <laughs> um, oh, we got more Pokemon news. Yep. Uh, the trading card game illustration contest 2022 is open to U.S. entries now. Uh, winners will get cash and the opportunity to have their art featured on a promo card. Theme of the core of this year's contest is a movement in a Pokemon's daily life. So considering that that the drawing prompt for the those eager to enter. Thankfully, the prize isn't just the E-word mm. and the ability to get your art featured on a promo card. The grand prize also involves a, includes a cash value of uh, $5,000. Uh, first two runner-ups from Japan and the U.S. will get $3,000 and their art made into a promo card. And the two second runner-ups will just get $1,000. Finally, 15 entrants will be selected as judges award winners from either Japan or the U.S. and get $500. Sounds Meanwhile, good. the people who find... The people who have been making their own cards online with, like, like Magic Set Editor and its ilk will be like, Oh, that's neat. Which means they probably will enter and see what they can do, so. Well, let's just be, let's just hope that they don't, you know, dig up something, like go to their old DeviantArt accounts and say, eh, this will be good enough, just throw that out there. Stranger things have happened. Mm. And speaking of strange things, I believe we talked about this in a prior episode, I don't remember, where um, Good Smile was in a lawsuit, and it looks like former employees have cross-countered them. Yeah, so uh, two of the three uh, former employees 
of Good Smile, Guy Brand and James Young Sick Kim are suing Good Smile for distributing potentially obscene, sexually explicit anime products and merchandise of underage characters, engaging in false designation of corporate officers as independent contractors, tax evasion, improper licensing practices, and funding controversial website 4chan. So these files um, are cross-complaint in the California court uh, after Good Smile ended up suing the two of them along with Gracia Diaz in 2020 for competing with the company's merchandise business while employed there. Mm. Uh, the former employee's lawsuit states that Brandon Kim ex expressed their disgust, objection, and or refusal to participate in or be associated with what they viewed as illegal, object objectionable, and immoral activities. Brandon Kim claimed that Good Smile retaliated against them by reducing their authority and firing them after they had already requested to transition away from the company. Uh, Brandon Kim had met with their superior, Enna Hozim, Hozumi, mm. in summer 2019 to discuss the issue of sexually explicit merchandise of underage anime characters, stating them to be unethical, offensive, and potentially illegal. Hozumi later notified them that Good Smile would continue selling the products in question. Brandon Kim claimed that continued exposure to this merchandise created a hostile work environment based on sex. They added that they have suffered as a result of Good Smile's actions towards them. Um, Good Smile was not available for comments. However, um, they did comment on the cross complaint as compared to their own lawsuit as part of a statement to another news outfit basically stating that the defendant's cross-complaint, in contrast, is based on demonstrably, knowingly, and pro uh, provably false and defa uh, defamatory allegations. Um, so, yeah, uh, Good Smile decided to ask for $2 million in damages because the three employees created a secret company for their own profit. Um Brandon Kim allegedly stole, quote-unquote, a contract from Netflix to produce a Stranger Things drive-in event instead of pushing that deal to their company, um, instead pushing the deal to their own company, Imaginary People. Mm. So, yeah, um, whatever is going on, it looks like uh, drama, drama, drama. And I actually tried to look up the, the company if they have a website. I get a band called Imaginary People, but not a company. I get something about a, co a company profile, so it's probably not much information yeah, on there. Yeah, that uh, that company name, you know, is kind of a. They're kind of tilting their hand a little, yeah. don't you think? Basically, now mm -hmm. I can understand the whole independent contractors thing because when you are branded as a contractor you don't get a lot of benefits or this or that that basically means they could drop you at a dime of a hat and just call it a day you know which i understand is a big thing in various fields including my own funding 4chan i would say it's more like ad space you could say it's sort of like 
I don't, it's like, it's like saying, it's like, you know, when you go to vognetwork.com and you see the, the banner ad up there, those companies, those ads, they're basically funding Vogue Network, but it's just ad space. So mm-hmm. I really can't say it's really them funding unless they're giving out like discount codes on the site, you know, to buy their products. Then I can definitely see where they're coming from with that. And as for, you know, explicit anime products, we've all watched anime. We've all seen interesting things. I just think that perhaps some of the figures that they're putting out, they feel is a little bit too explicit for them, but it's considered the norm for everybody else. That's that's my take from that. And that could be it. Because I'll admit, there are some figurines I've looked at and I'm just like, they don't bother me, but it's just not my thing. It's not my style. It's not ones I would purchase. So, you know. Mm-hmm. So. It is what it is. And I have a feeling, like with most lawsuits like this, they'll end up settling out of court and sweeping things under the rug. But given how... You know, you got the state of California going after Activision Blizzard, and now the SEC is come is knocking on their door. Maybe Good Smile should kind of dot their eyes and cross their T's. Just saying. I don't know what's happening to Activision Blizzard and their ilk. It's a it's a long time coming. Yeah, and I just find it funny. People want to sit here and mock, you know, what's going on with them, and I'm like, you know what? If, if what they say is true about how about the culture there and how the how women are treated there, don't say a damn thing when your sibling or significant other is treated the same way in a hostile work environment. Maybe by then you'll understand, but it really shouldn't take something like that for another person to realize that shit. So you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. You know, I feel everybody should be treated equally. I also feel, you know, if you're going to go to a job and bust some girl's balls about something, I believe in all fairness, she should bust your balls on some on some stuff, too. You know, uh-huh. some say it's a hostile work environment. I say it's camaraderie along, across the board. I say it's all fair. It's all fair in love and war till someone gets offended. Then you need to calm it down and just walk away. Do something else, you know? If it happens again, y'all getting written up, you know? So. But let's move along. Since we were talking about, you know, in aspects of what's going on with Good Smile and tax evasion and stuff like that. And this is something we we brought up on on our show a few weeks back about UFO table or UFO table, however you want to pronounce them. It seems that the founder of the company, Hikaru Kondo, admitted to evading taxes, about 138 million yen in taxes, which is probably about $200,000 US, give or take, something like that. But it seems that, but, you know, he admitted to the charge. It's basically what he did. He's violated the Corporation Tax Act and Consumption Tax Act. So actually, I was way wrong. 138 million yen is about 1.25 million. That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, just just give me like a hundred grand of that, and I'll be happy. 
And this happened at a preliminary hearing by the Tokyo District Court um, this past Friday. During the same hearing, Kondo issued an apology admitting that he thought it, he thought his tax evasion would not bring trouble to the company. <laughs> well, here's the That's thing. adorable. Well, here's the thing. You can file as yourself and then file as a company because according to some people, corporations are people too. So it's, it's a loophole where if you end up in, in hot water because you screwed up on your taxes... There's a good possibility it will not screw up the company's taxes. So, the prosecution said in its opening statement that the company Ufotabo and Kondo hid part of the income from the company's cafes. Ooh, that, that explains that. And merchandise from 2015 to 2018 in order to buffet against future downturns in business. The studio allegedly hid about 441 million yen in income. Wow. After the formal incident of Kondo and Ufotabo back on July 9th, the company acknowledged the indictment of the Tokyo Public Prosecutor's Office and gave assurances that the company had already filed the corrected tax return and paid the appropriate amount. Previous reports have varied slightly in the amounts that the company owes. You got the formal indictment back in July that said it was about 137 million yen. Prior reports by the Manichi Shimbun in newspaper said back in 2020 that it's 139 million yen. Both of these accounts differ from the 138 million yen reported in today's preliminary hearing. The Manichi Shimbun reported last year that Kondo purposely hid about 30% of the proceeds from some of the, from, uh, the company's anime-themed restaurants in Tokyo and stored them in a private safe at home. I have watched a show about this where some guy actually... Stored the company's profits in a safe. And you know what happened? The hired help stole the money from the safe. Womp womp. I would have also guessed he did a Scrooge McDuck homage every now and then. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Here, here you go, Ari. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Now, Weekly Bunch and Digital Magazine reported back in April 2019 that the company Ufotabo allegedly owes 400 million yen, citing a source from the Tokyo Regional Taxation Bureau. The report noted that Ufotabo is suspected of supposedly misappropriating funds raised from a charity auction for the 2011 Tohoku earthquake, a violation of the penal code that carries a potential prison sentence of no more than 10 years. The Tokyo Regional Taxation Bureau conducted a search of Utahabu's offices earlier in March of that year as part of the investigation, but did not end up filing charges. Kondo eventually resigned from his role of chairman of the executive committee committee for Machi Asobi, the Tokushima event which Ufotabo was once the main organizer back in May 2019. Kondo founded the company in 2000 and the studio is perhaps best known for its recent uh, hit anime Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Uh, the follow-up film um, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba the movie Mugen Train and as well as the various anime adaptations of Type Moon's uh, Fate franchise such as Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works as long as, along with Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel uh, anime trilogy. The studio has also made adaptations of The Garden of Sinners and Katsuki Token Ranbu television animes coming out of Type Moon's uh, property. 
In addition, the company sells merchandise and goods for the various animes it has produced and runs a number of cafes through which it sells some of its merchandise. Well, now. And as Bob Coffee says, never fuck with taxes. It's pretty telling when one thing hits the Joker fears is the IRS. Well, yeah, he actually, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yup. And as Ron before 21 says, who took down Al Capone IRS since no one else could get him on anything. I didn't kill him. I didn't kill him. No, but you didn't pay your taxes. Ka-chink. When you get a chance, you should watch Oversimplified's video on Prohibition. Al Capone is a uh, recurring character in it. Why am I not surprised? I mean, it's like super funny, too. That's why mm. I said it. All right. Looks like we're back in Mako's uh, wheelba- wheelbarrow house with Gundam. Yeah, so it was announced that there are going to be three new projects in 2022 for Gundam. Uh, There's going to be a TV anime titled The Witch from Mercury, an anime film titled uh, Kukuru's Dona's Island, and a special edition of Iron-Blooded Orphans. What, no Gundam Wing? (laughs) Um, so The Witch from Mercury will mark seven years since the franchise's last new TV anime, uh, which was Iron-Blooded Orphans. Wow. Um, the island is inspired by the episode of the same name in the original Gundam anime, um, Yoshikaza Yasuhiko is directing the film, having previously directed and contributed character designs for previous anime uh, installments. Um, the Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans will air next spring with a new edit spanning nine episodes, which will also connect to spin-off anime and game or- Order Hunt. Uh, so, yeah, we're getting new Gundam. Interesting. Hooray. I'm excited. I like Gundam. I like Mecha. Um, granted, I like the... I guess more uh, campy kind of series. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so Erdor, as it was written there, it's a an old wars an, an old Norse word that means fate. It's also one of the Norns in Norse mythology. Mm. Erd, as in the goddess. If you like campy, then you must have enjoyed Gundam C because that was campy as fuck. I actually did um, enjoy Gundam Seed. Um, I did not continue watching it, but it was not as horrible as a lot of other people make it out to be. Hada hada. Hada hada. Mm. How'd, how'd you feel about uh, she Gundam? <laughs> um... Not bad. I mean, c- considering I watched SD Gundam. I uh, liked SD Gundam. I- I'm not going right. to front on it that. It was like, I, I just, sometimes the overly military kind of Gundam vibe, I still watch it, but it's not my favorite. I just, I, I want to see Mecha blowing up Mecha. And it's a Gundam fr- series after all. Yeah, and and sometimes, you know, pretty boys. 
And as Bob Coffey says, G Gundam is secret best Gundam. Oh boy. Well, I, 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 I well, as Rotten Before 21 said, Iron Blood Orphans messed me up. Main characters dying all over the place. That's exactly how I felt when I watched The Promise Neverland. I never thought an anime would just, just be like, no. No. The closest was Attack on Titan, but it was like, Yes, everybody died in that, but it, you just ran to the fight. The Promised Neverland. No. Iron Blood Orphans. It's, it's like when you finish watching that, you hear that song, you know, you hear Sarah McLaughlin talk about the, the people that have died, and you hear on the arms of an angel playing in the background. No, no, you you want to know what series really screwed me up? Gurren Lagann. <laughs> Wait, how did Gurren really? Lagann screw you up? Hmm? What do you mean? I didn't finish watching Gurren Lagann. Uh, how about, oh, yay, Kyle's in this. Oh, oh wait, right. no, he's dead. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> and as Bob Coffey says, main character's dying. Someone hasn't seen Zeta Gundam then. No, I haven't seen Zeta Gundam. I have not seen it. That's Tomino at his most Tomino-ish. Okay, I want somebody to do an AMV to Iron Blood Orphans with, with the arms of an angel playing, okay? I want that now. Oh, <laughs> well, that... Would you rather it be Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World? At least he can laugh at that song when it's done for the, when it's played for the dissonance. <laughs> Actually, I think that would work better with the with the new Ava films, but um That's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm pretty sure I've already seen a an AMV of uh What a Wonderful World with Eva. <laughs> I have to see if there's in Arms of an Angel, it's done to Ava. I gotta see about that one. Because I may just have to plunk the money down, you know, to get the movies just to do this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Santa Mary. I will remember you. Will you remember me? Well, it's not like Eric Clapton is Eric Clapton's tears in heaven. Yeah, but he's moved on past that. He's a put that in the past now yes but that song to certain animes it will it will rip it will rip uh rip the wound wide open and me being that asshole you know tears in heaven maze hughes full metal alchemist good night All right, all right, all right. I, I think I think we've beaten this enough. So let's talk about, you know, something new, something positive. Let's talk about Spirited Away. It's coming back to the theaters next month for its 20th anniversary. And I actually remember seeing it in theaters. It was really good. So this is a joint venture between G-Kids and Fathom Events. It's for Studio Ghibli Fest. It's a theatrical screening of some of the studio's most beloved films. So we're going to have Spirited Away to celebrate its 20th anniversary. You'll be able to see subtitled and dubbed screenings during the three-day run. 
and the summary by G Kids is Chihiro's family is moving to a new house, but when they stop on the way to explore an abandoned village, her parents undergo a mysterious transformation and Chihiro is whisked into a world of fantastic spirits ruled over by the sources Yubaba. Put to work in a magical bathhouse for spirits and demons, Chihiro must see, use all of her wits to survive in this strange new place, find a way to free her parents, and return to the normal world. Okay, so um, let's see, what do we have here? Uh, selected theaters on Sunday, October 3rd, and Wednesday, October 6th, you'll be able to see it dubbed in English. And I believe Monday, October 4th is subtitled. I guess on Tuesday the 5th, your mileage may vary if they do that one. So I don't know. But there's more information at fathomevents.com slash series slash studio dash Ghibli dash fest. And you can find a participating theater near you and reserve tickets. And the link will be posted in the chat. Okay. Do you? That's a, okay, Siri. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. And for those of you wondering, he mentions. Do you remember what Utena post revolution or the end of Lane? I honestly, I do need to finish watching Utena. I have never seen Lane, but one of my friends loved Lane anime so much that he named his daughter after after the character, which I think is one of the more smarter things to do as opposed to naming your kid Kenshin. But you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, Lane was a little cracky. Yeah. Also, if your kid, if you name your kid Kenshin, there's a more, there's a better than fifty fifty chance that the kid is going to, you know, make another, make some other kid's head explode on the playground. <laughs> yeah. And think? the kid will get expelled and whatnot. Fair enough. Fair enough. And ooh, I saw this one floating around a lot, like earlier this week. Yeah. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh fans can emulate Seto Kaiba with his briefcase. The Yu-Gi-Oh manga series is commemorating its 25th anniversary by releasing an Ultimate Kaiba set. This deluxe package costs 33,000 yen, which is about 300 and change in U.S. It, co it comes with Seto Kaiba's iconic briefcase and his entire deck with the original edition artwork. Mm. This includes three copies of the Blue Eyes White Dragon and three new cards which were previously only ex existed in the manga or anime. And uh, <clears throat> the three Blue Eyes White Dragons are framed in a display case, which has original work 25th anniversary logo on it. It also has Seto Kaiba's deck, 58 cards, plus three new ones, at all of them ultra rare. And the briefcase, once you uh, take all the take the foam padding out of the bottom part, can hold about 7,000 cards. The league comes with a belt that can hold two game mats. Hmm. The three new cards originally appeared in the manga and finally getting official card version. These are attack guidance meter, attack guidance armor, life shaver, and Magical Trick Mirror Cards. It's expected to ship April 2022, and you can pre-order it between now and Halloween. I will say this much. Pre getting your hands on this is a lot easier than getting your hands on a PlayStation 5 edition of Seto Kaiba, you know? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'll occasionally play, like, some of the newer Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, cart, like, video games... Because they're mostly just based on a card game anyway. Right. 
and but again, I get I started getting into Yu-Gi-Oh at the, like in the first couple seasons when it was a still battle like right around Battle City, the Battle City arc, and uh, when it was still as Yu-Gi-Oh Bridge called it a broken, exploitable mess of a game. <laughs> And not much has changed in 25 years on that front. All right, this is where I'll be taking my leave, guys, for the evening. All right, Ari, it's great to have you on. We'll definitely see you next week. Yep, but I got to get to bed. Yeah, Good I night, hear everybody. Night, night. Good night, dude. And we'll put this up. And let's do a slight adjustment on this. Wrong, wrong arrow. Wrong arrow. There we go. Perfect. All right. Looks like we're handling strange news from Japan tonight. Yep, yep, yep. All right. Let me update the rundown. Perfect. All right. Strange news from Japan. This is a part of the show where we talk about some of the nicer or outlandish things that come out of Japan. So we all know that's what y'all stuck around for. So we really appreciate that. Uh, shall we do all three or just two of them? That's up to you. Well, I, you know what? I'll do the first one. I guess we'll see how we feel after we do one article each. Okay. All right. So, so here's one for you. I, 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 I'm kind of not sure how, how to respond to this one because the title is, Who the Hell Are You? Japanese Man Asks Bear While It's Attacking Him. I can understand if the person is Kamina, but it's not. <laughs> so you have to understand delivering newspapers is usually like a pretty quiet and chill job especially if you're delivering early in the morning in a small rural town and most days it's probably for a 75 year old paper delivery man who works in Katagami a town in Japan's northern Akita prefecture the man got a dose of an unexpected on the job excitement last Friday however while making his daily deliveries uh <laughs> Thank you, Cedar DeBerry. <laughs> At a little after three in the morning, the man parked his vehicle to get out of uh, to get out and place his papers in the subscribers' mailboxes. But while standing in front of one customer's house, he was suddenly attacked by a silent figure that snuck up on him in the pre-dawn darkness. Tackled to the ground, the delivery man began to fight back, pushing and punching. Unable to make out his attacker's face in the darkness, the delivery man shouted, "Who the hell are you?" But the assailant did not give his name. This wasn't because of cowardice or secrecy, though. It was because it turned out the delivery man was actually fighting a bear. He explains that he had his work gloves on so he couldn't feel its fur and thought I had been fighting a human. When I realized it was a bear, I got really scared and didn't think I had any chance of beating it. Wow. Despite his under understandable self-doubt the man was able to put up enough of a fight that the bear ran off but not before gashing his shoulders and back thankfully his injuries were not life-threatening and he returned home under his own power then contacted the police to report the incident the exact size of the bear is unknown but the man who was 160 
160 centimeters, which is 63 inches tall, says that he thinks it was about as large as he is. Later that morning, a second bear attacked occurred 250 meters away from where the newspaper delivery man was attacked. This time it was an 84-year-old woman who was out for an early walk, sustaining injuries to her arms. While it's not impossible that this was a coincidence or perhaps a coordinated operation by accomplished bears acting in cahoots, wouldn't surprise me, the authorities Mm. believe it's likely that it was the same bear that the assailant in both incidents and cautioning local residents to be on the lookout for animal and look out for the animal and to report any sightings. And for the love of God, if you have any picnic baskets, do not put them outside. But um, and Ron before 21 says, see what happens when Genma Saltome is on a diet. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> All right, Marco, what's on your, which one do you want to do? I'm going to be doing the third one. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> I was going like, I was going to take them. I realized, no, th- th- that's her thing. Because Marco has the biggest sweet tooth of anybody on the damn show. Yeah, well, um, so the newest obsession in Japan is whipped cream in a can Mm. but not whipped cream in a can that you spray this is whipped cream in a can that you drink yeah uh so the line between eating and drinking something isn't always so clearly uh defined in japan Uh, perhaps because many traditional japanese soups tend to be mainly broth with very little solid food This has led to unabashed big eaters in Japan making the tongue-in-cheek claim that curry roux is a beverage. And now that same logic is being applied to whipped cream. Tokyo-based food and beverage company MGK has just released whipped cream is a drink or nama cream ha nomimono. If you're asking for the product, shouting the philosophy from the rooftops in uh, Japanese. While it's not a can of straight whipped cream, it is made with a generous portion of 14% milk fat cream for a much thicker consistency than any cafe or matcha latte. In addition to plain whipped cream is a drink, there's also a version with a cow coffee flavoring, which is no less creamy. Uh, You could um, basically drink whipped cream is a drink straight from the can. Um, The cream's thickness, though, means that it would uh, probably be a difficult exercise in patience. And so MGK includes a wide heart-shaped straw with the drink. That was nice of them. Um, Japanese Twitter users have reacted with a mixture of fear and awe, with comments including, This is diabolical. It's absolutely disgraceful how much I want this. No question it'd give me heartburn, but I still want to try it. I think I'd pass out after drinking this. It's like the beverage of my dreams. Uh, Yeah. Um, So the price is um, a little bit hefty. It's about $32 for a four-pack of 11.2-ounce cans. Um, However, MGK has already sold out of their entire allocated stock 
through the end of the year, despite wow. whipped cream is a drink only having gone on sale September 6th. So obviously with the response, you can be sure that they will be offering a second batch. Um, yeah. So holy crap um, to whipped cream is a drink. You know, I could see mixing half of that with some ice cream and just throwing it in the blender. What would be the point then? A massive, massive sweet milkshake, I guess. No, you take part of this can, you drink a little bit of it, then you put Kahlua in it, and then you mix it up and drink the rest. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? What? You know, you know that, it's, that... it's it's you know it's it's basically you know put a little bit of vodka in there too and you have a can of white russian so well ronma 421 agrees with you so i think you have yourself a new drinking buddy i i mean come on it's you know that that's just what you do with these types of things there are certain drinks that you know that those drinks are just being made so that they are mixers Look yeah. at half of the old Sobe line. Yeah, but that's how we think. That's not how the Japanese think. No, the Japanese just go, ooh, beer. See, I never had Sobe Me, mixed with Me, I am a drinking intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we need a profile picture of you, you know, just holding like, like, like a drink, and it says, me, a drinking intellectual. Or we get you that shirt, I drink and know things. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the person that takes that takes chocolate milk and mixes it with Kahlua. Fair. But the thing is, I was thinking when they mentioned, um, you know, curry roe is a drink. I've had some really tasty curry and I, like, yeah, I, I drink that. But how about ramen broth as a beverage? Japan does that. See, that I didn't know. Yeah, a, a lot of um, the hot canned soups mm -hmm. are just broth. So it's, you know, ramen broth, and I think they do tomato soup. Mm. And, like, they do a lot of brothy canned, quote-unquote, drinks. But ramen broth is one of them. See, I, that I would sip with a straw, because, you know... I, if you find like the really good ramen shops, you, you, you'll walk up like the noodles. Okay. But that broth was just divine, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. You know what? I will do this last story because it's, it's, it's outlandish. It's pretty <laughs> freaking outlandish. Cause the story is, a Japanese elementary teacher gives an awful excuse for leaving his smartphone in the girls' changing room. My question is, why was it there in the first place? It's not like you work at Geek Squad, you know. And if you don't know what I mean, just look it up. Google's your friend. As, as it goes, Japan is no stranger to unfortunate crimes of perversion. But typically when the perpetrator is caught, they're honest about what they did and why. Which is true. We have talked about many times, many stories where 
the person was caught and they totally admit to it. Like, we talked about the, about the man who peed in a co-worker's drink bottle. You know, we talked about that. Or the guy who stole panties and never a single bra. We've talked about that, you know. But there are times when they don't want to admit to what they've done, such as what happened with a recent case in an elementary school in uh, Gumma Prefecture. Yes, v VX underscore eight. That the music is perfect. This is one of those few times where the music is just right. You know? So, Hirotoshi Ono, a 28-year-old male teacher who worked at the school, was arrested for leaving his smartphone in the girls' changing room and recording with it. It was apparently hidden inside the cover of a dictionary, and police investigated after being contacted by the school's principal. When Hirotoshi admitted had admitted to leaving the smartphone inside the girls' changing room, he also said this while regarding why he did it. I put it there in case there were any problems in the changing room. What? Mm-hmm. Problems? I think if there's a problem in the girls' changing room, they're going to get a female teacher before they go to, go to you, dude. Now, that's what you call plausible deniability. And Japanese netizens basically agreed to that. Comments such as, did he actually think that excuse makes any sense? Oh, okay, no problem. If that's why you did it, no big deal. It feels like there's been more of these kinds of crimes involving teachers lately. Can we get a shout out for the awesome principal though? But it's true though. Despite these unfortunate crimes, it's important to remember the good people doing their best to help out. Like the woman who who helped finally take down the laundromat panty thief after he stole over 700 pairs of underwear. This dude's story was mighty, mighty sus. Yeah, it's, it's a little out there. Just a little? Just a little. Just a scotch? Yeah. Fair enough. Ready to call it? Yes. Wonderful. Okay, let's get, let's cue things up. So, if you like the show, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters, and we, what we tell you what we like and don't like, that's what we legitimately mean. So, yeah. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We're ready to believe you. And while you're at it, check out our website at animejamsession.com where you will find our weekly podcast, our anime reviews, cosplayer tips and tricks, cosplayer interviews, links to our co um, convention coverage for photos, links to our co convention videos, convention reviews, all that, and then some at AnimeJamSession.com And don't forget, you can, if you like listening to this show, you can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you name it. Just search Anime Jam Session. Over 500 episodes for you to take a listen to. Some good, some bad, some chaotic, some fun. So give them a shot. And what's great is you can actually leave a review within those apps. So if you can, we'd like to hear from you. We'd appreciate that. 
And don't forget to follow us on our social medias, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on there so you can see when we're going live, when we have articles going up, uh, our convention photos, our convention videos, which reminds me, don't forget to check out our Facebook page where you'll see all of our PoochieCon 2021 photos and our YouTube page where we have our PoochieCon 2021 videos. Definitely check them out. And don't forget the tip jar down below. You know, there's links to our Streamlabs, our Ko-Fi. We could throw us a few bucks. We'd appreciate that. You could drop bits. We love that too. And since auto hosting is no more, remember to follow and notify. So when you do, you can log in and do a host and stream us. We'd really appreciate that. Okay, so now we're gonna go back and forth here. Last words, Mako-chan. I am very tired, but I'm also very nervous. Gotcha. My last words is I'm going to eat some more ice cream and watch another episode of Eden Zero. This anime is really, really good. If you liked uh, Fairy Tale, watch Eden Zero. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with the whole squad. We'll have some great tunish great fun and good times so yeah so anywho i'm ronma and i am mako-chan great fight great night see you next week night say good night mako-chan good night mako-chan perfect see you all next week of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, dammit! For transcripts of this episode, start typing! Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!